1450 WKXL, 1039 FM in the Capital Region, 101.9 in the Manchester area. It is Kale & Company. We are proudly presented by Weed Family Automotive. They are located at 124 Store Street in Concord. You can call them for an appointment right now at 603-225-7988, or you can make the appointment online as well at weedfamilyautomotive.com. Well, joining me on this edition of Kale & Company from the Spradling Group and the Scott Spradling Band is... Scott Spradling himself. Good morning, Ken. Scott, welcome back. Always a delight to have you with us. And uh, today we have a very, very special guest with us. And uh, I would like you to do the honors of uh, introducing her. Let me do that indeed. So thank you first and foremost, Ken, and to, to, to the WKXL radio station family. So deeply appreciate this opportunity. Um, I, I just have to say as we as we bring in our good friend Tina, I just have to say that it's this type of community radio. It's the community dialogue. It's the chance to share ideas and thoughts and practices and, and well-being for one another that I think is is really the heartbeat pulse of this type of medium. And I just appreciate you lending your show and airwaves to a conversation about mental health and wellness, about suicide awareness and prevention. And, and that's sort of the focus of our conversation. You know, we're coming to the end of February. We're entering into March. And this is... You know, maybe because of the seasons, because it's been cold, because Mother Nature is having its way with us. There are plenty of reasons why maybe it's a it's a good time to sort of check in on our own wellness and well-being. Absolutely. And it's I, so important. Right. Yes. And I, I feel like we've got we have a, a, a poster child, wonderful example of a family here in New Hampshire and actually a, um, right in Loudoun, right down the road from us, who um, are they're living the world of awareness and advocacy through their own story of of tragedy, but also recovery, and and I would say in some cases some moments of, of triumph. And and Ken, I want to introduce you to to Tina White, who is a, a Loudon resident and a store owner in the Lakes region, which we can get to in a little bit, and mom of of Alec, and she has a a, a wonderful story of perseverance and of recovery. And uh, and and Tina, welcome to the show. Maybe you could take a couple minutes and introduce yourself to us and, and share with us uh, the story of your son, Alec, and, and, and the, the movement that your family and your community has, has launched because of the inspiration of Alec and his life. Well, first of all, thank you both, Ken and Scott, for having me on today. I do really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to spread uh, the, the word, if you will. Um, <laughs> uh, Alec's birthday would have been or is February 26th. He would have been 21 years old. So um, February is an important month to us. We try to keep his memory alive and uh, keep the conversation going around uh, mental health. Uh, Alec was uh, 16 years old when he took his life. He was um, somebody that you would not expect that from. He, he was uh, bright and um, energetic, and he could really do lots of things with his body, his physical body. He could do flips. Um, and, uh, he liked to skateboard and he, he was just, he, he was, he was just, uh, very active and, and people were in awe watching him all the time. So I tell you this because, uh, we created a website called Alex Antics and it's alexantics.org. And, um, we've created a scholarship fund for two graduating students of Merrimack Valley High School or, uh, CRTC, 
because he had gone there for the trade. So anybody that's going into the mental health field or in a trade, uh, we offer a $1,000 scholarship to each of those students. Um, we've been doing that since 2018, once a year. Um, we also, in celebration of his birthday, have uh, the unofficial Pink Donuts for Alex Day. Um, a few years back, uh, my sister had made a post on Facebook and said, hey, my nephew likes pink donuts. Let's all have a pink donut tomorrow in honor of his birthday and post a picture of you eating one with the hashtag pink donuts for Alex. Well, it took off like wildfire and uh, hundreds of people posted. And it was really great because we had the conversation there about mental illness. If people were talking about it, why pink donuts? So the next year we, uh, we promoted it a little bit. And then, you know, probably thousands of people were posting. And then, again, this year, we've got um, Dunkin' Donuts in the areas uh, participating. We've reached out to make sure they have enough pink donuts in stock because the first year I had people calling me saying, you know, I drove around to uh, four or five Dunkins and they were all out of pink frosted donuts. So um, they should... Um, they should have plenty in stock. Uh, Loudon, Boswin, Chichester, and Belmont. The donut company in Concord and Chichester are um, allowing ordering ahead of time online on the 25th for pickup on the 26th. Um, there's a coffee bar in Marshfield, Massachusetts. It's also going to donate their profits to NAMI, Massachusetts. Um, yeah. Uh, you have any other questions about Alex? Absolutely. Uh, Tina White from Loudoun, whose son, Alec, um, uh, uh, lost his life, took his life uh, some time ago, but that the, the White family has really stepped up. So it's once again, alexantics.org. So that's A-L-E-C-S-A-N-T-I-C-S dot org. So if people want to check that out, it's a wonderful website that shares Alex's story and this great connection coming up this weekend where we can all sort of rally around the issue of mental illness around mental health and around awareness. And Tina, I actually have a couple of questions about some of the, maybe some of the lessons learned and some of the words that you pass along to people as we raise awareness in this conversation. And um, I, I don't want to take you down any dark paths where you're not comfortable, but I, I am at a high level really interested in what your message might be to parents um, to friends, especially of teenagers, because you started the whole thing off explaining that this was something that you just didn't expect, that he was active and energized and, and, and charismatic and personal and all those things. Can you share with us through, from your experience and, and wisdom what is important for parents to know about mental health and about the help that might be available out there? I would say, first and foremost, keep the conversation going. Try to keep communication open always. Um, that is definitely most important and let them know and I, if I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times, it's okay to not be okay. You're not alone. Were there signs afterwards in looking back? Were there moments as a parent that you started thinking through and saying, okay, maybe I did see something or, um, gosh, maybe I needed to have that conversation or anything in looking back that, you would have wanted to talk about? Um, I mean, maybe even if you were completely blindsided as you, as you look back, because I've got to imagine that's a bit of the natural part of the process here. 
Well, honestly, our case might have been a little different than uh, a lot of others in that, you know, we almost did expect it. There was a whole year of um, him just not being himself. And I don't know if it's the teenage hormones. Uh, I don't know what started it, honestly, because, um, you know, our children, I have a daughter, Jolie, who, who lost her brother as well. Um, they, you know, they didn't want for anything. We, we had a pretty great family life, um, you know, involved in sports and extracurricular activities in school. Um, had a, both had a lot of friends. Uh, he started to just kind of withdraw and, uh, he was pretty negative, and so we, we, we got him some help, and uh, he made an attempt uh, twice beforehand. So, you know, we brought him to the hospital to get the help that he needed. We tried medication, and um, I, I think he really fought hard. He, he, had, he had those demons in his brain that he was trying to fight, and he wanted to stay with us um, for us, but for him it was very painful. Um, and I think in the end, he, he you know, he, he gave up. Um, but we did have all the resources for him. Um, yeah, I just, it's okay to not be okay to keep the conversation going. I love that. And I think what a, what a wonderful sort of operational motto for all of this, keep the conversation going. Um, I, I want to talk more about the message that we would want to share with those who are struggling themselves, because I've started this question from the perspective of family and parents, but I'm also curious about um, the supports for families afterwards and, and for those who may have already lost someone, they maybe are struggling, scrambling, looking for some level of direction. Tina, what do you have for uh, advice to families who might find themselves in the aftermath and, and continuously struggling. I, I love that you sort of turned this moment in time into an advocacy and a movement to, to pay it forward and to bring help maybe and awareness in this conversation to others. But what kind of help is out there for families who are struggling and perhaps the aftermath of losing a loved one? Well, I'll tell you, um, before and after, um, we were very fortunate to utilize the resources from NAMI, um, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Um, they are a national organization, and they also have local chapters. So NAMI New Hampshire um, offers support groups, um, which we had attended. And after he passed, they were there. That's a little blurry, but they were either there the same day or the very next day um, he was gone and sitting at my dining room table just there to talk about whatever I needed to talk about and offering their resources. And I can't say enough good about NAMI New Hampshire. They were fantastic. So I definitely recommend if um, somebody is in the same shoes that I was in, definitely contact NAMI. Um, they also have an ongoing group for um, survivors of suicide loss as well that meet once a month. We're talking to Tina White from Loudoun and her family's uh, focus on alexantics.org, a wonderful website and an entire family-based grassroots effort designed to raise awareness about mental health, about suicide prevention, and sharing the story of the life and the, the bright light that was Alec. And Tina, we really appreciate you you being here and sharing this conversation. And, and for, the, for the sake of folks that might have heard, okay, there's something going on this weekend where we can celebrate Alex's life, but also do a good thing. 
Can you once again explain what's coming up for the weekend so that people know if they're in the mood for a pink donut or feel so inspired to make a donation that they can participate? Well, uh, Saturday, February 26th, would be Alex's 21st birthday. He really enjoyed pink frosted donuts. I encourage everybody out there to go to their local donut shop or bakery and purchase a pink frosted donut and take a picture of yourself with it, eating it, sharing it with a friend, and um, use the hashtag Pink Donuts for Alex and post it on um, any of the social media platforms. And if you'd like to see some past pictures from previous years, just uh, go onto Facebook or Instagram, um, uh, TikTok, and put in that hashtag, and you'll see all the fun that people have had over the past few years. And don't forget that each donut is an opportunity to talk and have that conversation. You know, Tina, I really applaud you. It would have been very easy just to sit on the sidelines and uh, do nothing uh, following th- this tragedy, but uh, that's something you did not do. You, you went out and uh, you set up scholarship funds for a couple of Merrimack Valley High School students. Uh, you're donating to uh, NAMI, as you mentioned, the National Alliance on mental illness. Uh, how, how long did it take you? I mean, really, I mean, it's such a devastating and, and tragic situation. How long did it take you uh, to bounce back and, and be, you know, go into the mainstream again? Honestly, I'm not sure if I've bounced back yet. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. I, um, I have used, um, well, let me first say, I have done none of this by myself. I have got the best family and friends, and I'm so grateful for all of them. Um, they have done a lot of the work. It was not just me, um, but definitely channeling the grief. Uh, this is how we channel our grief is to be able to, to know that we are helping other people by putting these things in place. Were there, you mentioned there, there were signs, uh, you know, for a year uh, prior uh, to Alex's death. Did anything, what, precipitated those signs? Was there anything going on in his life that uh, created that depression? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I have no, we, we have no idea. Um, it's still a mystery to this day. Um, I really, I really don't know. He just started to change, um, you know, withdraw, but negative, uh, you know, the one word answers, um, started, uh, yeah, I, no idea at all. Were there different people that had entered his life, different friends, uh, that type of thing? Did he hang out with a different uh, group of people? Um, no, not really. I mean, his maybe his choice in friends might have changed after the fact. Um, I think that he was doing things a little more daringly, um, experimenting, things that he never did before. I, you know, I, I really wish I knew, you know, we had said after the fact, we wish that there was some way that they could have looked in his brain to see if there was, uh, I, you know, I don't know, a tumor, something, some reason to say, you know, hey, there was something pressing down on this part of his brain. And that's what made him this way. Um, you know, we never did do that. But um, we there's really no answer. And I can only hope that um, with science, uh, you know, continuously moving forward that someday we can find these answers. 
Tina, did you um, did you find that you had to face the the stigma of what essentially happened with your family and with Alec, or did you feel a warm embrace and a willingness by people to 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 come to you to talk about this to to want to hear from you? Because I, I think one of the key things that I'm pulling out of this story about you and about Alec is that. This is one of those scenarios where, okay, a parent knows when something's not necessarily going right. Uh, teenagers are hard to to push past a one-word answer as a, as a level setting, but you kind of know the difference. And yet, when something like this happens, I still feel like there can be that stigma, and that's one of the things we I, we have to change, that mental mental health is health, and that it's a lot like physical health in that there are treatments available, there are signs, there are um, challenges that go with it, but... If we if we approach it differently as a society, that we eliminate the stigma of it, that we can make better progress in the conversation. And I think we've seen that with with uh, reactions and approaches to other diseases and conversations. And it seems that much more important here. But but Tina, did you feel like the family, the community and people rallied around you and wanted to talk about it and are helping to enable spreading the message? Oh, my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Um, we were surrounded by so many loving people and, um, you know, we are trying to end the stigma, but I have to say if there was a stigma around us, uh, around Alex, I did not see it. Um, uh, whether or not I chose not to or not, I'm not sure, but there were just, we were embraced by, I can't even tell you the outpouring of love. I mean, the, uh, the town of Loudon, we had to, we had to search for him and the whole, the town of Loudon and, I think surrounding towns as well came together and they searched for quite a long time on foot and uh, they volunteered their time to help us find him. And that was just, it just filled my heart. It was hard. Um, the outpouring of love and support afterwards, people sending over meals and people I didn't know reaching out, sending their love, talking about their own struggles, even to this day. Um, I'll get an occasional message um, from somebody I don't know or from uh, the, the, what I like the best is when uh, a friend of Alex that I didn't know would reach out and say, you know, I just wanted to let you know that I'm thinking about you. Alec was a good friend of mine. He helped me here or there, or um, it, it, it was it's very touching. Uh, so as far as the stigma goes, that is part of our mission is to, to end the stigma. Although we were pretty lucky around that. And, and I just want to reiterate what you said before. Mental health is as important as physical health. And we all need to know that. Tina, we have to take a break here in a second and, and pay the bills. But just very quickly, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was, it was um, a piece of inspiration when you talked about you had to go find Alec. Um, one thing we haven't mentioned is the fact that that search although it didn't identify you specifically, was played out on national television on an episode of Northwood's Law. And I'm wondering, did that exposure and that process add an incentive to want to turn this moment into advocacy and raising awareness for prevention and mental health? Well, sure. I think the more people that gather around, the more people that gather around. <laughs> you know, um, definitely, definitely. Um, Northwood's Law was really, they did it very tastefully um, in the episode, and they had the uh, suicide prevention hotline at the end of the episode, 
Um, also, uh, Travis Pastrana, um, a race car driver for Subaru, who just broke his own record racing up Mount Washington, was kind enough uh, when Alex's dad, Jeff, asked him to bring some of Alex's ashes in the car with him. Uh, because Alec was a fan, he did. And uh, so Travis and Alex Ashes, uh, you know, I think it was they beat the world record on the fastest time up Mount Washington just recently. So that was a pretty cool thing as well. Tina, want to talk more about that, but we do have to take a, a quick break. So uh, hang in there and uh, we'll be right back with uh, Tina White and uh, talk more about uh, her son, uh, Alec, and uh, how his life is going to be celebrated uh, very shortly uh, here in New Hampshire. Right here on uh, Kale & Company at 1450 AM, WKXL, 1039 in the Capital Region, 1019 FM in the Manchester area. Presented by Weed Family Automotive of Concord. You can check them out at weedfamilyautomotive.com. Welcome back to uh, Kale & Company. And uh, we're having a, a very special and uh, I, I really feel very important uh, program today and uh, dealing with suicide. And uh, Tina White is with us. Scott Spradling is joining me in studio today. And uh, Tina's son, Alec, uh, took his own life uh, a few years ago. We're talking about that today and, and what has taken place uh, in the aftermath of, of uh, that uh, tragedy. And, and Tina, I know it still must be very, you know, uncomfortable and very emotional uh, to talk about. But ha- have there been any positive things uh, that have uh, come out of this? There absolutely has. Um, as I started to mention before, um, race car driver Travis Pastrana, who won the world record driving up Mount Washington. Uh, the fastest time, Alex Ashes were with him, and they won it together. Um, Jeff had asked him if Alex could go. Alex Ashes could go for the ride because Alex was a fan. And uh, when they won, and Travis received the trophy, uh, Travis gave that trophy to Jeff. Um, it is a kind gesture, you know, and uh, it was that was pretty nice. Um, My question is, how, how did you connect with uh, Travis Pastrana? Well, it wasn't me. It was uh, it was Jeff, uh, Alex's dad, and he was volunteering his time that day um, over at uh, Mount Washington. Wow! And so, how how did this uh, come about? Was uh, was it a, a spur of the moment thing, or, or how did the uh, the whole uh, event unfold? <laughs> well, honestly, uh, Alex Ashes has been to a lot of places. Um, you know, we all travel quite a bit, and they're pretty adventurous, so. Um, Jeff had his ashes on him and, uh, he just saw it as a good opportunity knowing that that's something that Alec would really enjoy. So I think he just seized the moment and took a chance and, and asked him and he was nice enough to say sure thing. I feel like it's important to share with people that this video, this highlight reel of breaking the record that Travis was able to do with Alec on board is on video. It's on social media. It's everywhere. It's easy to find, but I'm, I was sort of struck by two things and, and Tina, I was Fortunate enough that because of my relationships and doing some project work with New Hampshire Motor Speedway, I've had a chance to meet and interact and actually work with Travis. And he's a really good, really down-to-earth guy. He's very high profile. He's sort of like, for those who don't know him, he's the 
He's the adventure type. Of course he is, right? If you're going to zoom up Mount Washington at a billion miles an hour, you have to be a little bit crazy, but a lot of talented behind the wheel of a vehicle. And he's both of those things in a, in a wrapped up wonderful package. But what I was struck by was the, the Travis that I had felt like I met behind the scenes and knew was the Travis I saw in the video talking about Alec, talking about the connection and dedicating the entire event to you, to Alec, and to the family. I was really struck by that. And I've, I've, got to, I've got to believe that that helps not only heal your soul and boost your heart, but really help raise awareness about this conversation and that it's, it's not just important to talk about things like eat your vegetables. It's, it's fun and, and, and necessary and good to talk about it. You just nailed that, Scott. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I cried my eyes out while I watched it. I was, I was so touched. And when uh, the person that was commentating said, you know, Travis has to concentrate on all the curves and all the turns and memorize, memorize every turn because he's going so fast and he could easily take a wrong turn and fall off the mountain. He's got a lot to think about. But the, the idea of him taking the time to talk to Jeff before making this run uh, just shows you what a, what a kind, giving person he is. I personally have not met Travis, but I feel like I know him from all that I've heard about him. And, and then, to, like you said, to dedicate an entire episode is, is just amazing. We, um, we actually posted that on the Alex Antics blog on the alexantics.org website as well. I know you can find it on YouTube and a bunch of other places. But, yeah, I highly recommend people watch it because you're right. It's, it's definitely a feel-good thing. I love it. And, and again, for this weekend... You can buy a pink donut at area participating donut makers and uh, coffee shops around, and maybe you can refresh our memory on the exact locations. But at the same time, this is a connection to not only the conversation and a recognition that it's important to, to talk about mental health and to talk uh, through the feelings and, and have these conversations and keep the conversation going, but uh, the pink donuts is a little bit of a nod to your boy, right? He just was, he was, he was a pink donut kind of a kid. <laughs> yes, I'm not sure how we would feel knowing that we were down here, you know, <laughs> comparing pink donuts to him. But he really did. He really did like them. And uh, it just kind of took off. And what a fun way to talk about mental health it was with pink donuts. It's celebrate Alex's birthday. Talk about mental health. Eat pink donuts. Go anybody, anywhere that sells donuts and, and just get your pink donut and have the conversation and raise, raise a donut to Alex. <laughs> And again, the, the website is? AlexAntics.org. Okay. A-L-E-C-A-N-T-I-C-S dot org. Yeah. And, and you, want, you want people to post pictures, and uh, you can do that how? With what hashtag? Pink Donuts for Alex. All right. Pink Donuts for Alec. And uh, I, I'm sure you'll get a lot of those uh, those pictures and uh, are the uh, local Dunkin' Donuts and the uh, New Hampshire Donut outlets, are they, are they publicizing this? Yes, they are. Um, specifically, Loudoun, Boswin, Chichester, and Belmont, and the New Hampshire Donut Company in Concord and Chichester uh, as well. Outstanding. Now, I know we, we want to talk a little bit about uh, what you are doing now and, uh, you know, a, a touch of a positivity that... Uh, you have added to this, and uh, we want to do that, but we will take a quick break here, and then we'll have a little bit more time to explore uh, what you're up to these days, if that's good by you. 
That sounds great. Thank uh, you. All right. We will be right back with uh, Tina White. Scott Spradling is joining us uh, as well today on, on this program. I'm glad to have Scott here as always. It's Kale and Company on 1450 WKXL 103.9 in the Capital Region and in Manchester and vicinity at 101.9 on the FM dial. We're presented by Weed Family Automotive, 124 Store Street in Concord, and we're streaming 24 hours a day at nhtalkradio.com. Welcome back. We're chatting today with Tina White on Kale and Company and uh, telling us the, the story of her son, Alec White, uh, who took his life a few years ago, and uh, we are trying to raise some uh, awareness for suicide prevention. Uh, NAMI does a, a terrific job, and we're, we're trying to stress folks in this, on this program today that mental health is every bit as important, if not more so in some cases, than physical health. Uh, or at least they're on equal footing. And uh, when you experience something like uh, Tina has gone through, uh, you realize that uh, more and more. So we're, we're trying to, uh, you know, convey that message here today. Uh, Tina, uh, I'll, I'll let uh, Scott, uh, you know, investigate uh, or talk about uh, what you're doing these days. But uh, just give us uh, quickly uh, a little bit of what... Uh, uh, you are up to and, and the business that uh, you have developed? Well, I started a company called Clearly Balanced Days in 2017. I was looking, honestly, at making some extra money with some natural products for dogs when I stumbled across CBD. And after reading a lot about CBD, I realized that can it, do, it can do a lot for humans as well as pets. Well, when Alec died at the end of the year, um, there was no better way to uh channel my grief. So I channeled all of my grief into this business. And to this day, Alec is a part of everything we do within the business. Um, CBD is a great tool for mental well-being. So really, it was a no-brainer. I love that. I, I love the inspiration of it and the sort of the serendipity of, of this type of a thing. So Clearly Balanced Days, a wonderful sort of acronym play off of CBD, which is uh, a sort of a growing market in New Hampshire, New England, and around the country. Um, and it's burgeoning, but it's also one of those those markets that people don't really know a whole lot about. And so before we talk about the market itself, Tina, I'm curious about that connection that you essentially created between wellness and providing a, a pathway for for pets, but for people to to feel better and maybe in a way underline sparking the conversation and doing so in a way that is, you know, natural slash medicinal, but, but, but progressive in helping people. I'm wondering um, if you wouldn't mind expanding a little bit more on the motivations of kind of where you were at, where your heart was at as this business was starting to come together around the same time frame as losing Alec and what that did to sort of push it together and, and the amount of work that you had to do to get it, to get it going. What's that background story? Well, you know, with Alec, um, he was on a lot of medications uh, towards the end to try to help him out. And, um, you know, nothing seemed to do the trick. There was no, no magic pill, um, no magic wand. And I really think that everybody needs to be, um, in charge of their own, their own health as much as they can be. Um, I also believe in, you know, the natural way is, is definitely a good option. Um, and with CBD, it's an all-natural product. It comes from a plant. Um, and really, 
it was a no brainer to, um, knowing that it helps so much with, uh, mental health as well. We have a, we have a chemical in our brain called anandamide. Uh, they call it the bliss mod, uh, bliss molecule and CBD, um, interacts with that. So, uh, you know, it just, it did, it seems just synchronistic really to, to go in this direction. One of the things that I'm, uh, uh, really struck by Tina is in this pathway, my, my sense about you and this pathway professionally and personally is that, so this, this, this great and awful thing happened with regard to Alec and it was happening at a time we were already sort of investigating this, this sort of maybe career path, but turned into a brand new motivation, but you sort of had to become, I don't know, de facto researcher and scientist to, to get into what this was all about and, and, and really about the market, right? Because there's, it's not exactly common knowledge out on the streets to stop people, and they're going to know much about this product. Absolutely. One of the first things we say to people when we when we meet them is, we're not scientists and we're not doctors, but we're very resourceful and we're very passionate. So, um, me, myself, and my small team um, are all very passionate. We've all read all that we can read and talk to all the people that we can talk to. We love to have the conversation around. Uh, around CBD and what it can do for you. We talk to our clients to let, to, to ask them to share their stories with other people. Um, definitely education is what we do. We, you know, we definitely get empowered through, through knowledge and, and knowing more and more about it. We try to stay on top of industry trends and just share everything that we know. Um, and we've, we've had a lot of support from family and friends with the business as well. And I guess maybe in a parallel way, Tina, is there a challenge in getting past some of the stigma of the conversation about this or are people as perhaps willing to, to talk about this, this product and this pathway as they might be talking about general mental health and suicide prevention and awareness. It's funny. Um, some people still, still think cannabis is a, a scary thing when it's not, it's, it's a plant, it's all natural. Um, it's, we're, we're, um, we're, people aren't, people sometimes can be judgy, but not, not always. we We've taken it to the next step. We removed all the THC out of our products um, because that's really where the stigma is, right? With uh, the cannabis plant is the stuff that gets you high. Um, so our product is what they call broad spectrum. It's very clean. It is made up with all the components of the cannabis plant, less the THC. Um, not to say that there's no medicinal benefits with THC, but most of our products don't have it just for peace of mind. And where are you located so that if people want to explore that that piece of this conversation uh, along with awareness, but, but looking at, at this as a, a sort of a product pathway to, to help in some way, shape or form. Um, what, what advice do you have about where people can, can find information and maybe find you to have the conversation? Well, um, we are a manufacturer and a distributor and we sell online. So you can reach us at clearlybalancedays.com or email support at clearlybalancedays.com. We are located at 7 Fruit Street in Belmont. That's where our facility is. You can also find our products at most of the health food stores um, around the state of New Hampshire and uh, surrounding New Hampshire. A lot of practitioners carry our product. Uh, we educate them uh, as well so that they can educate their clients. Um, they can call us on the phone, and we are always happy to have the conversation. 833-CBD-4040. Um, Nice, easy phone number to remember. Um, we're very active on social media as well. Um, so we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest. Um, really, we, education is really what we do. We love to talk about it and educate people. So especially on social media. 
I love that. And, and you know, so that people don't think that we're just hawking some kind of a product. I, I, I think I want to sort of go back to the high altitude here and, and get some final thoughts from you about just basic advice for families, for, for people who might be struggling themselves, for someone who might know a person who is perhaps in some type of crisis that what, what is your advice about how to approach, how to take those first few steps how to start the conversation is we're, if we're saying keep it going, how do we get it started in the first place based on your experience? Be a good listener. Um, just let them know that you're there for them and meet them where they're at. That's the most, Im- that's the most important thing to, to be able to listen. Yes. Yes. And don't worry about talking about suicide. It's okay. A lot of people avoid the subject. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure most people, uh, I will say quite frankly, including myself in this broadcast have tried to avoid that word, but I, I guess, uh, you know, you have to if you want to have a frank and honest discussion about the topic, yeah. as hard as it may be. Well, Tina, Scott, I don't know if uh, you have anything else uh, for, for Tina before we have to uh, wrap it up. Tina, I just want to thank you. Um, I, I especially want to thank Ken for, for devoting some airtime to this conversation. And Tina, for you for opening your heart and, and your family's story um, to this conversation. And, and I think... Um, as I just am grateful for both of you for sharing it, it, it probably seems like the most responsible thing to do is to to throw out the NAMI helpline. It's 800-950-NAMI, 800-950-6264 for people that, as Tina just pointed out, maybe you're not quite sure how to start the conversation. Well, if you just pick up the phone, there are some folks that are out there that, that can help you get past maybe those first awkward moments. And I know that it can be an inartful dialogue. It can be extremely difficult for any of us to start the conversation, as, as Ken just mentioned a second ago. But folks like Tina are out there um, taking their life experience and turning it into their life's work. And um, we appreciate you, Tina. Thank you for sharing your story. The very best of luck to you in your business. And Ken, I, I sort of turn this one also back over to you to just say thank you for, for helping facilitate this conversation. Well, thanks to you both, because it's been a very enlightening program and uh, Tina, uh, we both appreciate you very much uh, being on the program today. And and again, uh, remind the people uh, on Saturday uh, would have been Alex's 21st birthday. And uh, it's kind of a, a, a celebration uh, of his life. Again, tell the folks where those pink donuts are available. Pink donuts are available at your local Dunkin' Donuts. And any other donut shop around, grab a pink donut and post a picture on social media with the hashtag Pink Donuts for Alex. And uh, where are the proceeds going? Proceeds will be going to NAMI, New Hampshire, and um, the Alex J. White Memorial Scholarship Fund. Outstanding. And that's for students at uh, Merrimack Valley High School in, in Penacook, where he attended. That is correct. And thank you so much for having me, Ken and Scott. I appreciate it. Well, it is it is our pleasure, certainly. And uh, anytime, you're, you're welcome here. And uh, it's, it's such an important topic. And uh, we're glad to shed some light on it today. Thank you. Thank you, Tina. Take care. Tina, thanks again so much. And Ken, once, once more, as a, a, final, a final thanks to you for devoting some community airwave time to this, this, this topic, which can be so hard to oh, even absolutely. start to talk about. Um, and I'm, I'm so grateful for the, the strong-hearted folks like, like Tina White and her family to be able to um, push past the, the grief and the sense of loss and the enormity of, of the incident and push to 
the a bigger, brighter conversation and 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 paying something forward and and making sense out of something that clearly in her pathway didn't make a lot of sense. So this is wonderful that she and her family have opened their hearts to this conversation and and an interesting way of turning your pathway into this sort of new business of trying to find ways to provide some type of health and well-being to people. Um, I I love how she's connected the dots in that. I find it fascinating. Oh, absolutely so. And again, if you want to read more, the website is Alex, Alex Antics. Alex Antics. I'll spell it for you. A-L-E-C-S-A-N-T-I-C-S dot org. So uh, you can get more information uh, right there. And uh, again, uh, thanks to uh, Tina White for being with us today here on Kale & Company. We have one final break to take, and then uh, Scott and I will be right back here on Kale & Company on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com. Welcome back. Just a couple of minutes uh, to go in the program uh, here today, and uh, it is a delight to have Scott Spradling uh, with us in studio. And also, again, our thanks to, uh, to Tina White for being with us today to uh, shed some light on a very important topic. And uh, again, uh, we appreciate her participation in the program today here on WKXL and uh, nhtalkradio.com, brought to you by uh, Weed Family Automotive of Concord at 124 Store Street. You can call for an appointment right now at 603-225-7988. And uh, Scott, just uh, touching on uh, another topic here before we have to wrap things up on the show today. Since the last time you were here, We've had a Super Bowl. We've had the start of the NASCAR Cup Series. Yes. And and what a race that was. Wow. What on, a photo finish. At Daytona. Oh Indeed, my gosh. it was. This always seems to be a photo finish at yeah, Daytona. It was great. And and congrats to the to the rookie kid Cindric. And oh, you know, yeah. what a wonderful team that he represents. You know that team's gonna be successful, but what a great race. He ran it beautifully. I gotta admit, I was a little biased in hoping that Bubba Wallace might sneak through and win that Daytona five hundred. He was so close. It was it couldn't but have been any it closer. It couldn't have been. It no. was a sneeze difference between the two. Yeah. So it was a, just great excitement, a wonderful launch to the NASCAR season, and um I and I have um I have all kinds of optimism that it'll be a, a, a full season of exciting racing. And there have been so many outstanding NASCAR races over the years that have never won a Daytona 500. Right. Now, they might have won at Daytona in July, mm-hmm. but it's not the same as the first race of the season. That's right. Uh, they, they don't Daytona. call it the Great American Race That's for nothing it. on that one day at that one moment. You're uh, right. It's the only sport where the most important event is the first event <laughs> yes. uh, of the season. But uh, Austin Sindrick was the, the winner, the surprise winner, really, uh, in only his eighth cup race. Remarkable. He, he wins his first cup race at Daytona in right? the 500. Incredible. And I know people... Might have gotten confused because they saw the number two car come across the finish line, yeah. a car that's not a stranger to victory lane because of the ownership. Yeah. But that used to be driven by Brad Kozlowski. He's yeah. in another ride at this point. Yes, he so is. he was in another car about five yeah. cars back. With uh, Fenway, <laughs> Roush, Kozlowski racing. That's now. exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it's going to be an interesting season. We'll talk more about that uh, as, as we progress here on the show. And, Scott, thanks so much for being with us today. We, we truly appreciate it. Ken, we appreciate you, and, and thank you for your presence in in, uh, in being a stalwart, foundational 
uh, member of Community Radio, and uh, you've got the best pipes in the biz, brother. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. And uh, that'll do it for this edition of Kale & Company on WKXL and NHTalkRadio.com.